If it's happening now, we're talking about it. This is Hamilton Today with Scott Thompson on 900 CHML. All right, we certainly know of the ongoing war, uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine, and now uh, with so many other conflicts or other uh, world events going on, um, this, you know, perhaps not as top of mind as it once was. Now the mayor of Kiev is worried that measures taken to defend his nation in the ongoing fight against Russian invasion is transforming Ukraine into an autocracy. Arl Brown with us, professor, international relations, senior member of the Monk School of Global Affairs at the University of Toronto. And here now, Arl, thank you for the time. I hope you're well. Thank you. Are you surprised to hear this from the mayor of Kiev? What, what are his concerns? I'm not entirely surprised. Uh, we are all familiar with the cliché that uh, a victory has a thousand fathers, defeat, uh, dot, dot. Uh, hmm. It's not that Ukraine has been defeated, but the victories that they were enjoying in the fall of uh, 2022 have not been built on because they have not received the equipment that they had hoped for. Uh, it has been uh, a kind of trickle lately. The approval of funds uh, is uh, held up in the U.S. Congress. Germany has been slow in delivering uh, both equipment as well as money, so they need to step up. So there are all sorts of concerns. You are going to have more friction. And this is a very difficult situation where Ukraine has uh, sustained very significant losses. And lastly, we should also know that uh, the mayor of Kiev, Vitaly uh, Klitschko, a former heavyweight boxing champion of the world, mm-hmm. and President Zelensky have been political rivals for quite some time now. So some of the concern is a reflection that democracy is alive and well in uh, Ukraine that you can criticize freely. But the other element does involve personal rivalry. It does involve the stress of conflict and uh, inadequate uh, health. So there is frustration. Is this positive? Does this help? Is, does this not only create uh, divisiveness? I don't think it's particularly positive because the interviews that uh, Vitaly Krishko gave were to outside papers, and one of the first rules in any conflict is that you don't go outside to make your case to criticize the, the government. Klitschko was fairly careful to say that he was not asking for the ouster of Zelensky, and he was not calling for uh, elections right now because it would be impossible to hold elections under the current circumstances with so many millions of people uh, who have been made refugees. Uh, but he did address uh, some authoritarian tendencies, and perhaps there were some because uh, it is uh, a difficult situation, and uh, it would not be harmful for Zelensky to look into some of these measures, whether they affect the press or whether it's not the selection of local officials. But airing these grievances outside uh, is not uh, very likely helpful. Uh, do others share the same concerns as the mayor? Yes. I mean, uh, uh, when things are not going exactly as expected, when Zelensky cannot deliver the foreign aid that he had hoped for and is not as effective as he had been in the past, his return from some trips abroad uh, empty, empty-handed. So uh, that would create frustration. 
with increased uh, uh, criticism. Uh, and and uh, uh, these are a reflection of stresses that uh, are natural in any conflict that is prolonged. We are moving on to two years now of, mm. this, con- of this conflict. It is winter. It is a very difficult period for Ukrainian uh, forces. They are under relentless attack from Russia, and Russia has been getting help from Iran. They've been getting help from North, uh, North Korea. And Vladimir Putin doesn't particularly care about the losses of the lives of Russian soldiers. What else can Zelensky do? I mean, is it him? Is it, or I mean, is are there alternatives? Are there other options that are better? I wouldn't think so. He has been a remarkable historical figure, but no one is perfect. So I'm sure he has made some some mistakes. But you always look at the entire package, and overall, I do not think there's any other leader in Ukraine at the moment who would have both the domestic or the international stature is still is the most popular leader within Ukraine. But I think uh, that the West should pay heed to this because at one level, it's perfectly healthy that in a democracy, you would have these kind of discussions, that there would be an airing of grievances. There can always be improvement. But it is also a reflection of the inadequate help that Ukraine has been given. And it's an enormous amount at stake because this is a conflict about democracy as well. This is something that where you have a threat against uh, the international system, against international law. This is uh, the same kind of thing where you have Iran and Hamas uh, attacking uh, a democracy. So it is part of an assault on the democratic world. And uh, helping Ukraine is not an act of charity. Helping Ukraine is something that ought to be part of enlightened self-interest among the Western countries, and we have been rather slow, and uh, we are tied up with our own domestic problems, which at one level is understandable, but at the same time, we need to be able to deal both with domestic problems and realize that we live in a globalized system where it matters what happens in Ukraine, and it matters profoundly to us much more than we sometimes assume. Uh, those that may be critical of Zelensky, does that necessarily mean they might be somewhat soft or supportive of Russia? Not, certainly not in the case of Vitaly Klitschko. He had yeah. been very firm in his uh, defiance as well as condemnation of uh, Russia. So this is not a division between those who uh, would want to take a tough line with Russia and uh, insist on restoring sovereignty to Ukraine, but rather it is a dispute among uh, individuals who share the larger strategic goal, but they differ in terms of implementation and perhaps in terms of personal ambition as well. It sounds, Arl, like things have not been going well for Ukraine of late. Is that fair? I wouldn't be too pessimistic, but uh, there are reasons to be concerned. Ukraine is running short of ammunition. They have taken significant losses. They are under relentless pressure from a ruthless leader in Russia. So we better step up uh, because it could turn worse. But there are still many opportunities for Ukraine to turn, turn this around. Russia does not have an infinite supply either of, uh, of uh, soldiers or weapons, despite the, the importation of large quantities of weapons from Iran and from uh, North Korea and help uh, from China. 
And despite what Ukraine may be going through or, or, or the troubles and challenges now, Russia hasn't won yet. Well, this is, again, where we need to have this perspective, that when we look at the beginning of this conflict, the expectation was that Russia was just going to roll over Ukraine, that within a couple of days they would be in Kiev, that Ukraine would be destroyed. The advice was uh, for Zelensky to flee. And so Ukraine has been able to take back at least half of what Russia conquered in 2022. They have been able to hold the line. So in many ways, it has been a remarkable performance, but far from perfect. And they are having uh, uh, difficulty now because uh, they have reduced supplies of ammunition. In some cases, they have uh, only something like 2,000 shells that they can fire a day when they need to fire the double, double number of that to uh, make sure that the Russians don't succeed in it. The prodding attacks, but Russia has not made that much progress. So whatever Russia attacked, they have taken over very little territory in the cost of horrendous losses, uh, both in terms of uh, soldiers and of equipment. So I think we should not overestimate Russia, but at the same time, we have to look at the reality that this conflict uh, is going on and um, Ukraine uh, uh, is uh, uh, standing up, but uh, uh, we uh, uh, need to make this, uh, we have to understand that we have a very large stake in this. We're not bystanders. We, we cannot afford to get away uh, from Ukraine because uh, a Ukraine that would be defeated would not be the last of Russia's ambitions. It would mm. be the beginning. Aura Brown with us, Professor of International Relations, Senior Member of the Monk School of Global Affairs, University of Toronto. Aura, always fascinating. Thank you for the time. Be well. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Today podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on 900 CHML and online at 900CHML.com.